0: And wild. Right. You're live. I'm live right now. Right now. I wasn't ready. Stop that. Oh, too bad. We're unliving you. And oh, unliving you again. oh
1: dear. Then you re- reliving re We're gonna re Oh gosh. Anyway, well, say I guess I should say hello to you, anyone who's streaming, or everyone else who's here. It's lovely to to see you all today, and as we're gonna be in Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 through 30. And uh, this passage, particularly the last three verses, actually contain what is, I think, among one of the better known passages of uh, Jesus, um, and particularly because we, um, we find it so positively refreshing. And it's all centered around this theme uh, called, let's see here, where right, do I want to write this? Um, da, 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 da. Uh, okay. Is this word? Okay. Rest. Everybody say rest. 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 Okay. Now, rest is an interesting thing, isn't it? Um, not least because I think all of us happen to know by experience, whether it's from being very young, to being very old, that rest and sleep are not synonyms. They, they can be synonyms, synonyms, but they don't actually mean the same thing, particularly because I think all of us have known those occasions when, um, when you've slept, but you didn't get rest. Mm-hmm. Um, or that maybe you've gotten, uh, which is is interesting because is it not true that there's like like levels of sleep where like depending on how long it is you sleep you you reach what is it the, the REM, REM. REM. Yeah. which is so REM. weird because it's sp- at rapid eye movement, mm-hmm. that's what it, at least it stands for but that apparently like your sleep has to go for so long until like your eyes start shaking so that everything else can calm down, which is <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of weird. It's like a sleep shit seizure. Yeah, yeah, sleep seizure. So so your your eyes can go 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 shaking while while your your body just kind of just just you know calms down. And uh that yeah, what's but what's what's so so interesting to me also is that yeah, we we've we've known the frustration of when you've slept but you haven't rested. Uh where somehow um your, your, your body may have had some relief from the stress it has from just living and doing in life. Um, but that somehow that sleep didn't translate to, to like inner rest where, where that, that rest didn't go as deep as you wanted it to, or as it needed to go to. Uh, but let's, let's press this thing further because, um, it's true, isn't it, that, that let's put it this way. Um, there's a lot of things that, that the body can endure, both mentally and physically, as long as there's rest involved, as long as you can get yourself to the point where you can finally rest. Isn't that true? I mean, for the most part, yeah. But that also that that without good rest, eventually your body's going to break down. Um, you're not going to think straight. You're at you're going to get cranky. You're going to get um, hostile towards other people and reclusive from from other people, and the relationships can break down because, frankly, you just haven't gotten a nap or something like that, which is is interesting um, because my my my, my mother, in all of her wisdom, um, would oftentimes realize that there was this uh, um, uh, this uh, ratio or quotient between how much sleep that we would get and how much hostility we would show towards each other as brothers, as far as punching each other and kicking each other and running people down, that sometimes um, we didn't need to get punished, but we just needed a nap. And, and it would actually fix a lot of things. Um, but but also, uh, another thing I, I remember when, when you and I, when we lived in, uh, in Charlotte, uh, we were so surprised as like how many mattress firms, everybody's seen a mattress firm, uh, go up. We always assumed that like they're popping up everywhere that like probably somehow the mafia is involved, uh, in, in, in mattress businesses. But, but it was, it was so weird because when, when, um, When, when I first saw, I was trying to get a closer look at, at these mattress stores and, uh, and I saw like the advertisements for like, uh, payments with no interest, uh, for like these, these mattresses that they're selling and, and, and then it like, it dawned on me, oh my goodness, like people are taking out loans for a mattress. Mm -hmm. For something that they're sleeping on, uh, which is ironic because, I mean, is it, was it not like the mattress, the place that you would like, hide your money? Now you actually have to take out more money so that you, you can't, sleep. but anyway, I digress. But like, it, it, which is, is such a foreign concept to me, being a child who is raised sleeping on the floor, uh, like where, where uh, which, I mean, there's a lot of things like the way that we grew up that like, I, I looking back on that, I'm pretty sure child services would have probably taken me away from my parents, but I turned out all right. Didn't I? Uh,
0: no, they didn't. They
1: didn't. Um, but, uh, but fascinating to my mind that, that your sleep can be something that's so important. that You take out a loan for it uh, to, to, to just get the right mattress so that when it is time to, to sleep, that you sleep and you sleep well. Um, but then, <laughs> this is also, I guess, the, the fascinating thing to me that, um, how we'll arrange for vacations in order that we, we get something like rest. But haven't we all had the experience, whether it's from like a long vacation, short vacation, or like a weekend getaway or something, and that you get to the end of it and you realize you're more tired than, than you were? when you started so that you feel like you need a vacation from the vacation. It's so ironic how, how there's so many things that we can try and do to get something like rest. And it just like slips right out of our fingers. So I'm encouraged to, to read something like Matthew chapter 11, 20, through thirty, which I would argue, or I would submit to you, is a um, a road to rest. And let's read through together, mm-hmm. just quickly, to see to, to just get a clear idea about where it is that we're going. And it says this. Matthew 11, uh, chapter, or chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, 28 through 30, excuse me. And it says this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, I have no doubt in my mind that not only does Jesus actually mean what he says, where he says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light, as we're going to find out, like that is a profound paradox. Do we know what a paradox is?
0: It's like an opposite?
1: Yeah, yeah. And two things... (laughs) That, that you would you would think of them as being opposite, but they actually go together in a complementary manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where um, because a yoke, uh, we don't use these today. Um, where do we know what what we mean by by a, a yoke? What what is a yoke? up
2: to ox, like the thing that goes on their shoulders. Right. The material,
1: the weight, right. Indeed. Um, And now, and there's, there's actually two different types of yokes principally used like in the ancient world. One of them being where there's the ox, um, where there's one ox, two ox, two yoke, and they have to drive together. So no backseat drivers for oxen. Like they have to like, you know, do everything together. But then there's another yoke where it's just a single bar. It's made for one person to, 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 to carry, um, but that Where whatever load it is that they have to carry is equally balanced, so that it's actually making the the work easier than it would be if you didn't have the yoke. So the work has to be done, um, but but what's what's so unique, at least about Jesus and what it is that he's telling us, is that his yoke, um, that what his call upon our lives. Is, is one that's not burdensome. But it's light. And it's, I would submit to you that I know of no other way to get the deep rest that we're all looking for apart from taking on Jesus' yoke. And the reason why I think we can say this is that in Matthew, if we're reading this in context, Matthew 11, 20 through thirty tells us that the road to rest comes all right through, watch out. Repentance. Amen. Big surprise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Big surprise. And let me try and s- sort of sum this up for you. Because um, the deep, or, or, excuse me, the deepest rest is the sort of rest. That can calm an anxious That makes sense, doesn't it? And isn't it interesting how mm-hmm. there are some people who, frankly, it doesn't matter how perfect their situation is. But because their heart, or, their heart is anxious, that they can never find any rest because the 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 stress, the anxiety, the turmoil that they're dealing with is something that is deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and again, like as we're reading through Matthew, Jesus in his ministry, in his teaching, always founds, finds the most profound ways to be able to get at the issue of the heart. And he knows that, that, in order to get to rest, um, it ha- you have to deal with the heart issue. And the way to deal with the heart issue is by way of repentance. And what we mean by repentance isn't just simply saying, here's sin. I'm sorry for my sin. Um, uh, uh, I repent and ask Jesus in my heart, and 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 everything's fine. Um in some sense, yes. In some sense, no. But here's here's what I can tell you, is that the road to repentance, road to rest that comes through repentance, the reason why or how that works is that true repentance is always an issue of the heart. And what repentance does, true repentance to the heart, is, I'm going to draw this here all right. If I have colors, I want to use them. Let's use this heart. Right here. Alright. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that it changes a proud heart into a humble one. Because the truth of the matter is um, that, let me say this: that a heart that is proud before God can never find the rest that that heart just so desperately needs. But it's like God calls us to repent so that our hearts can be humbled. And with a humble heart, finally find the rest that it so desperately needs. And uh, one of the best writers who I think has, has um, so well captured this is uh, a 4th century uh, Western church writer called Augustine. You might know him as Saint Augustine. Who wrote uh, this in one of his classic pieces. And he writes this. He says, You are great, Lord, and highly to be praised. Great is your power, and your wisdom is immeasurable. Man, a little piece of your creation, desires to praise you. A human being bearing his mortality with him, carrying with him the witness of his sin and the witness that you resist the proud. Nevertheless, to praise you is the desire of man, a little piece of your creation. You stir man to take pleasure in praising you because you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. I don't think I could have said it any better. And I do believe that Augustine is getting at the heart of not just what's here in this promise to rest, but in Jesus showing us what what it is that inhibits that rest that we so desperately desire and how it is that that can be a reality in our lives. So does this make sense so far? Uh, More or less, are there any any questions or clarifications before we keep moving? Yeah. Okay.
2: When it comes to um, repentance, um, sometimes that isn't yeah. always the one thing. Sometimes it may we, we to continues to get deeper. Oh yes. Deeper. And we have a lot. Of, a lot of times we fall. <sighs> thinking, okay. Do I need to continue doing this or do I need to continue, you know, just resting and just let it, let him bring, let the Lord bring things up to the surface. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be um, a little apprehensive a little bit. Yeah. To find out, you know, what else is going to be dug
1: up. Oh, Absolutely. Um, because the truth of the matter or what, what we can say certainly is that now I think generally speaking, our understanding of repentance, traditionally speaking is actually pretty thin because our understanding of sin is also actually pretty thin. (laughs) Um, and one of them is being, or, or the reason being is that, that, um, where shall we begin with this that um, that that sin if we're trying to look below the surface is not just simply about ad- actions that manifest themselves in destruction corruption greed etc um, etc cetera, et cetera, but rather uh, the 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 human heart that is enslaved to, um, to to desires that are contrary to to to, to God that that um, that um, well maybe this is this is the way um, one of the ways to to to, to put it uh, we maybe we'll use this use this example. Um, what, when, um, for anyone who's, who's raised children, um, uh, there's this thing I've been told, um, called like the terrible twos. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what do we mean, uh, by if some, if, if, if about like what we call the terrible twos, do you have an idea? Like what, I mean, you, how many children have you raised Yeah, Two. Two. Okay, cool. So. Um, of the two children, what's, what, what's, what, what do we mean by the terrible twos when somebody refers to that fighting? Fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Where, um, where it's like everything becomes a fight, uh, because at some point, however it happens, um, you realize that they have a will, they have a choice and they learn that word. No and they will resist and they will push back and they will test the boundaries. Um, and how, when, when, as soon as that turns on, there's no turning it off, but rather it's, it's only, um, you know, uh, understanding that, that, um, that, that they have to, to learn things like consequences for their action, authority of mom and dad, um, uh, uh tough love and discipline and that sort of thing.
2: Um,
1: But we can see how, uh, how it is when um, that the, the, the actions that come out from a two-year-old that, that, that wants to to be its own thing uh, wants to, to, uh, to live its own life um, Mm -hmm. is uh, it, it. it resists um, uh, instruction. It resists correction. Uh, that, uh, but anyway, this is this is going way too far in another direction. Uh, but uh, it's anyway. Um, where was I? Well, that, done it. go ahead.
0: Go ahead. I don't, I don't think it's it's going in the wrong direction. I think it's it's going. I think a two-year-old, in the same way, it's incredibly difficult to curb a two-year-old, not just into the image you're wanting. Yeah, but to teach them right from wrong, to teach them how to live, it's the same way with us when it comes to, to repentance. Like, like you don't want you you don't want to do some of the things that God asks you to do, mm-hmm. but because He asks you to do them, and He said no, like this is what's best for you. This is going to bless you in the end. You know, this is the direction you need to go. And then when you choose to obey or disobey, either blessing or then. Uh, the discipline right
1: right and isn't it true for us as parents that we desire this for our children not just that they can actually sleep through an entire night um Mm -hmm. without you know as few accidents as possible but rather that 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 they can flourish because they can sleep at night because they've known that they've done the right thing and that their their life and their choices and their attitudes are in harmony with with um, with their 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 parents indeed with God uh, that that uh, to to get them on that road to rest um, is it's invaluable because we want the very best for them and, and so uh, now and what's what I find so fascinating about this. Is that um, what how this picture comes through so much more clearly when we're reading it in context, and that let's um, let's say this that, that that Jesus at this stage in his ministry, he's let's let's put it this way: um, from the very beginning, he and John the Baptist, when they're coming and doing this this profound out of the blue. Um, but powerful proclamation of the kingdom of, of the gospel and the, the coming of the kingdom of heaven. And uh, he calls the, the, the people to do two things. To uh, Any idea what those two things are? Repent. repent and believe. Repent and believe, repent and believe, repent and believe. And then immediately after that, There's this this proclamation of repent and believe, Uh, and then uh, Matthew shifts into three chapters worth of teaching, and another two chapters worth of just profound, awesome, unspeakable miracles, and then uh, moves into uh, this designation calling uh, uh, his disciples together and commissioning them for the disciples, and then he jumps into this This uh, uh, chapter 11, and and all throughout, we see God is doing amazing things. Uh, People are being healed. uh, People who uh, are delivered from demonic oppression. And the crowds, they respond with amazement. They respond with awe and fear and trembling. Um, And indeed, some of them are even listening to Jesus' words and trying to follow along and being with his disciples so amazing that from the beginning there is a call to repentance and there's no mention of repentance all throughout and what's happening at this stage by the time that we get to Matthew chapter 11 verse or chapter 11 verse 20 is that Jesus has been doing this ministry and teaching, um, and he's 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 been doing it for so long that that Jesus expects some kind of response uh, from from the people, and and yeah, here's here's the um, the saying. Or are, are we familiar? Who who else is familiar with the saying? Familiarity breeds contempt? Okay. What does that mean, Luke? Um I remember you talked about this in a sermon before. Mm. And I'm testing you yeah. <laughs> now. Uh familiarity breeds
0: contempt. Um is that like we take things for granted. Yeah. Like, that are that are. It's like your wife is times. really impressed with you when you first get together, and then after you've been married, she's like, "Yeah, you're not as cool as I thought." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The honeymoon stage is over. Well, that that's during the honeymoon
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even in the honeymoon, like no, no, no. You
0: know,
1: right, right,
2: right. So, so could it also mean hmm, being also familiar with. This, What you're seeing and uh, what you're observing, you're getting slowly slipped into a situation. You may prosper or you may not prosper. I,
1: I don't think that's necessarily the, the, the core of the meaning of, 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 of the saying familiarity breeds contempt. But yeah, we become familiar with things or for people and we take them for granted and the effect that they have on us. Um, it just we we get accustomed, we get acclimated to it. At this stage, Jesus has been doing all these miracles. He's been preaching of the coming of the kingdom of God, teaching with authority, um, and um, and apparently people are just becoming familiar with them. There's a, a, another word becoming complacent.
0: That's
1: it. Yeah, that um, they're saying, oh yeah, yeah, we know Jesus. Um, he he does this kind of thing. And this this is this is where it gets really gritty. Jesus can come and he can teach and give us teaching that we all desire because Lord knows, if my life has ever gone in a good direction, it's because of somebody who has given me good instruction and not just giving me good instruction, but giving me a good example, a good, right words, right deeds that have had the impact in my heart have brought me to a desired outcome. Um, and Jesus throughout uh, Matthew uh, so far, you know, chapters five through, through, through 11 has been doing that. Uh, he's been giving me the sort of thing that is that I need. And he's been uh, uh, preaching with authorities and and also, um, uh, restoring people's lives, giving them their lives back, uh, people who whose whose um, lives were were stolen from them by demonic oppression, and and becoming a menace to everybody else, uh, he rescues them, uh, he heals a leper, he gives him his life back, um, he's doing all these sorts of things, and. <sighs> Would I dare say that none of this actually amounts to anything of lasting importance if we don't choose to repent? This whole Jesus coming, miracles, preaching, kingdom of God, him dying on the cross, it's all wonderful and great. It won't achieve the effects of God's desires, his plans, his purposes of giving us rest if, if our heart is too proud to repent. It's not going to happen. And the, 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 the spirit of, of what's being captured here. Julie, can you please find Jeremiah 6.16? 6, and this is Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, speaking to the, the, the Israelites. And, and uh, um, what
2: was
1: it? Uh, Jeremiah 6, 16. I think captures what, what it is that Jesus is after here.
2: This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it that you will find, and you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it.
1: <laughs> Here's the way. Uh, it's going to find rest for your souls. Look for it. I'll show it to you.
0: No.
2: No!
1: we are not going to have any of it. And then it's just going gonna to keep on going with it. This is what and and what, what, what shocks me at this case is that Jesus, in the strong words that He's about to use, is intended to shake them out of their complacency and saying, "Here's a chance. You're you to, to 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 continue in this path that you're going, um, and it's not going to give you rest. And I'm still not going to give up on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still going to, to 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 call you to to um, to repentance." And I'm calling you to repentance because uh, I love you too much than to let your, your your heart implode from the inside because it's being crushed under the weight of anxiety. Because proud hearts will be crushed by anxiety. They really will. But, um, so, I, um, I digress. So, let's, there's going to be three things here that we're going to find in Matthew 11, 20 through 30. And you're going to find uh, three D's. Everybody say three D's. D's. (laughs) Three D's. Nice try. So it's three dimensional. A denouncement. All right. What's a denouncement? You suck! Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, a denouncement. I
0: know
1: big words. Yep. (laughs) A declaration. All right. I think we all know what a declaration is. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And lastly, a decision. All right. So, a denouncement, a declaration... Mm -hmm.
0: Is, and it, is that an alliteration?
1: Uh yes, yes it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: okay, cool. So uh so Jesse, would you mind? Even if you don't mind, I'm gonna ask you to do it anyway, or do mind. Um, read through verses 20 through 24.
0: Then he proceeded to denounce the towns where most of his miracles were done because they did not repent. <gasps> Pause. Sorry. Okay, wait a minute. Time out.
1: Uh, then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had done because they did not repent. What, 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 what does that mean? The miracles were the main purpose of them was to elicit repentance from the people. Does, the, does that strike anybody as being, like, unusual? Or, or, or you could put it this way. What, like, are, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to think most of us here um, are, are, are not, like, philosophical materialists who, who question whether or not miracles do occur. We're all under the assumption, and indeed, the firm insistence, insistence that miracles do happen. Amen? Okay, miracles happen. Yeah, great. Um, what what is there a purpose to a miracle, or a proper response to a miracle?
0: Well, like the purpose would be to convince people of whatever the message is that God is trying to convince. Yeah. Uh, you know, like in, when we we're in Revelation, uh, you know, these bad guys have the ability to do miracles, and their purpose is to deceive people. And then with days, these, these the purpose is to encourage people to believe in Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that by Jesus going through and doing all of the miracles that we've just read about, and there's a lot of them, and there's still more to come, is Jesus just doing it just to perform miracles?
0: It's Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> miracle Tuesday.
1: You get a miracle. You get a miracle. You know, only until midnight tonight, uh, and, and so no, there's there's a purpose behind them, uh, and what's what I find, I I would say. To ask a question, what does a miracle mean? Should should tell us like as far as like what it is, like how it is that we should respond to it. Uh, does anybody have John chapter three verses one and two, where. Nicodemus is coming to meet Jesus at night. And, um, and, and he says to me, I think it's very telling for this. Go ahead. Um, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them yeah, we know you're a teacher sent from God because nobody could do the things that you're doing if God were not with him. So,
2: um, if
1: a miracle means something that that Jesus is expecting them to say is, is that by performing these miracles and teaching um it's it's like it is supposed to be a, a a sign writ large that the kingdom of heaven is 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 here and it's coming um God uh he, he intends to to, to to come he's close he's near we were talking about last Wednesday about uh, this this um scandalous notion that through the the ministry and the work and the incarnation of Jesus this would be god with us not just like god on our side but god among us uh the whole world is changed if that's true if jesus is is truly among us and and now he's going jesus is is, is he he began to denounce the cities where most of his miracles had have been performed. Because when you see these types of miracles, it, they are intended to leave in no shadow of a doubt in your mind this light of special revelation that this is God with us. And if you cannot see that or fail to see that, all right, I dare say I can't even spell proud. Uh, there we go. I'm
0: rubbing off on him. Yeah,
1: you are. Stop it. There we go. All right. And you're still dealing with a proud heart. So anyway, so now that I've interrupted you, uh, you can carry on the rest. Whoa
0: to you, Korazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No. You will go down to Hades for the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom. It would have remained until today. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable in the land of Sodom on the day sorry for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which when when he's talking about more tolerable for Sodom, does anybody remember what, what happened with, with Sodom? Like what 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 is he what is he referring to? A
2: lot of immorality
1: fire and sulfur and destroyed the nations. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the cities. Yeah, no repentance. And he says that it's going to be more tolerable on the day of judgment, which I remember reading this and being blown away that 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 Jesus would talk about Sodom and the day of judgment that has yet to come when he's already punished uh, a, a city for its wickedness with, with fire from heaven, which is just like, if that's, you know, the, 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 the first of it, I, I'm sure I can imagine what, what, what the day of judgment's going to bring. Um, probably raining down chihuahuas or something. Uh, but maybe because anyway, but, but I, I digress. Um, So, uh, what's, let me see here. So, so, but what, what is it that Jesus is saying is that there's, there's these three foreign nations, people who you would regard as people on the outside who don't have any kind of what you call like light of special revelation. When we refer to special revelation, that's a, a, uh, or, or, uh, um. It's a fancy way of saying um, that you come to know something about God because he's revealed himself. So, uh, Stephen. All right. Um, I can see or assume from the outside that you work at Menards, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. I can tell because you're wearing the hat. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay, cool. Gotcha. Um, Could I tell... From the outside, that like one of your 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 favorite things to eat would be like mac and cheese. How can I tell that?
0: Cheese um, all over his face. No, I mean yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. I, I the the reason why I can know that is because you've told me, you've revealed yourself to me. Like I know something about you because you've revealed it to me. So that is like, I have some kind of special revelation of knowledge about Stephen Troyer because he hasn't made himself an open book. He's told me something about himself. And that, that uh, means that I have some kind of intimate relationship with him. This is the same way it happens with my dear wife. Um, there has been a whole lot of light of special revelation after, since we've been married. All that Mac and... All that Mac and... No. <laughs> um, and indeed... Uh, how that light, as you get to know, you know, a spouse, it gets brighter and brighter and clearer and clearer because you still, you find out, even after being married to a wife for seven years, I'm still getting to know her, Uh, which is exciting. I love it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyway.
0: It is exciting. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, So, uh, but, but, uh, when he so so back to the text, when Jesus is talking about Tyre and Sidon and and Sodom and Gomorrah like these these are are cities that you would regard as people who have no light of special revelation no no intimate revealed knowledge about who God is or what he wants and he's saying if they saw these types of miracles, they would have turned. They would have repented. They would have have said, "Oh my goodness, it, this this really must mean that God is among us. It's time to repent." Uh, and he's and, he, and he's essentially saying that um, that that um, it's going to be much worse for you, uh, Chorazin, uh Bethsaida, Capernaum, because. Uh it's you did um you've uh you've not repented. Uh and what's I want to um uh, to close with this before we move on to the next section. Um Jesse, where let's see here. Can you read the first bit of of verse 23?
0: And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades.
1: Okay. Uh, You, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? Uh, That that language, I'm fairly certain, is an allusion to Isaiah chapter 14, verses 13 through 15. Can somebody try and find that? I only have a New Testament
0: here, so I don't know who Isaiah
1: is. Yes, you do. Stop 14. it.
0: 14.
1: Yeah. What? Mm. Isaiah 14, verses 13 through 15. And this is here Isaiah who's declaring a prophecy against Babylon. Uh, so uh, go ahead. I got it. Y'all. Whoever, yeah.
2: 13 through 15, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the grave, to the depths of the pit.
1: Mm. So Isaiah is, is looking at, or head at, this empire, this Babylonian empire, and saying, you've built your life on this because of a proud heart. And, and you, you thought that based upon all of your, your wisdom, your intellect, your power, um, that you could make yourself so big and so high that you would actually ascend to the heavens. And he says, and God says, no, I'm going to bring you down to the depths of the earth. Um, and, um, it's, it's a serious thing if if Jesus is, is alluding to Isaiah in a way that the people of Capernaum have proud hearts that are as proud as the Babylonians, who say um, uh, the, the, the measure or the degree of our our or, excuse me that Um, that maybe we'll say this, um, is that we'll put it this way. Um, A king over 10 people and a king over ten million people can equally have a heart that is just as corrupted and slave to pride. And Jesus sees through both of it, where he says, uh, um, "You people, Capernaum, you're no better off than those Babylonians, who who really believed that they were so great and so good and so self-satisfied that they could get on." get on with life without God. And by calling these woes or these denouncements are warnings to say, if you keep going on this trajectory, if you do not repent, you're never going to find this.
2: Uh,
1: and um, so that's the essentially the, 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 the problem um, so let's thankfully it turns positive. So let's let's read through verses twenty-five through twenty-seven. Julie, would you be
2: so kind as to do that? Sure. Bless you, dear. At that time Jesus said, I praise you for oh,
1: Wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> I have habits of interrupting readings, which is kind of fun. Um whoa, whoa, whoa. okay. Yours says said. Yes. Jesse, what does yours say?
0: Uh, at that time,
1: Jesus said, said. "What about you?" Luke? I got
0: declared.
1: Ha! You got the best translation. Good job. Okay. Oh, I, I, I've got to get Greek geeky with you. Okay. When, uh, in the the the, the Greek term or, or uh, the the figure of speech that Matthew employs here, it's um, it's where he says, "At that time." Answering, Jesus said. Literally, that's what it says. Answering, Jesus said. Did anybody ask him a question? Nobody's asked him a question. But he says, so, so, so. What's written in the text is, 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 Jesus answering a question that nobody asked. But what's funny about this is that that translation, it, 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 it plays on this figure of speech where if you're saying, answering, Jesus said. It's like he's setting the framework for some kind of grand declaration. So in the English, it it smooths out that word for word translation that doesn't that doesn't make any sense in English. But but if you're taking what it is that he means that this is more than just saying, oh, and Jesus, you know, after this time, Jesus said this as if Matthew is just going on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. What he's about to say is a declaration. Uh this is this is uh um, a big deal in the mind of Jesus. So we can uh all so so can you say Jesus declared? Jesus sure.
0: declared okay Jesus. oh sorry <laughs> I'm <dying by> you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right
2: it's twenty-five through twenty-seven, yeah? yes. At that time Jesus declared, there. I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him.
1: Hmm. So there's a lot that's going on there, isn't there? Um, not least, and we'll uh, um, make a few observations as we, as we go forward. But one of them being where he says, I praise you, Father, um, or thank you, depending on the translation you use, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the understanding and you've revealed them to little children does mm-hmm. it, it, is it to anyone else that what Jesus is saying is not immediately clear mm-hmm. after going through like these series of woes yeah like it's 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 not immediately obvious to our eyes what what it is that Jesus is after mm-hmm. um even though what I think is that he's he's going over is that um, when he says that you, I, 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 I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that um, that when you say that you've you've hidden these things, I've, I've been wrestling about how how to try and explain this as as best as it is that that I can, that. These things. Hmm. I, I'm would it be I, okay to guess. You can go ahead. Spouse okay. out some guesses.
0: Just off the top of my head, guesses. Like, one, I think that there's enough scripture in other places that would back up the reality that there, there were actual children with him often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that they believe easily like children believe very simply um, could be maybe a, a part of it uh, and I think whether there are physical children or not I do think that that's, that's really where it's after is like, like like adults just complicate things so much more um, it's it's harder for us to believe it, even when the evidence is right there. And, and you see that in things like guys like Stephen Hawking, who are like, yeah, I, I <laughs> there, there has to be some kind of being that created everything. I just don't want to believe it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And no, you're, I, I think that that's probably, probably one of the best ways to be able to put it. Where it is, it is, it is so easy. Certainly, where oh man. Well, uh, here we go. Let me, uh, let me try this. Because one of the things that we've seen from the very beginning, as we've been reading through Matthew, is how Jesus, in demonstrating the the coming of the kingdom of God, that is God coming to rescue his people, to, to... to make good on his promise that he wouldn't leave the this this world that he loves in a sorry, corrupted state that that God has come to accomplish what only God could do,
2: um,
1: and and that um, that how it is that God comes to fix his world comes in the ways and in the means that that are deliberately subversive. Here's what I mean by that. That, that, that in order for us to be able to recognize that something has been has actually happened by the hand of God. It has to come by way of some way or some means that you just simply wouldn't expect. And Matthew sees this. And this is something that's unique or is especially unique to Matthew. Whereas Luke, he likes to demonstrate how it is that the kingdom of God and the revelation comes from the outside and not from within. Matthew does something different where he shows how, All all right, all right, all right. The world, in all of its strength, accomplishes things through bigness. Big powers, big strength, um, big armies, big egos. This is how the the world normally works. The kingdom of God, I'm going to do, or kingdom of heaven... Uh uh KH <laughs> comes through littleness. Yeah. That God deliberately chooses the things that are little uh to um and it's 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 not I would say like a coincidence. God de- is deliberately choosing. The um, the small things, the things that are insignificant, in order to bring about his purposes, so that you can recognize that this thing is indeed does come from the kingdom of, of heaven. This is this is the work of God. This is not just simply the work of of human beings, sinful human beings, repeatedly, again and again, trying to correct their own sinful mistakes. It is true that that. Uh, Immanuel Kant, the philosopher, who said that human beings are the crooked branch from which no straight thing can be made. And the more uh, effort that we supply to trying to fix problems and fix the world with our own bigness is only going to make our problems bigger and bigger and bigger and more complicated. And God, in his wisdom, um, reveals himself, brings uh, accomplishes his purpose deliberately through the little things. Um, it reminds me of way of the way George MacDonald, when he was describing what a miracle is, that the miracles are the ordinary works of the Father, just writ large, so that we might actually take notice of them. Um, that... Um, That that if you can see what it is that's happened has, has come through in its littleness, that has a way of deflating a proud heart and actually bringing it to a point where it's humble enough to be able to see what it is that God has done. Um, so, and how has he done this? He's done this by, um, by, well, what does it say? It says, I thank you, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the, the wise and the understanding and revealed them to little children. Um, that this is what, what God has done. It was his delight to do this. And, uh, to the last point, that...
0: That
2: uh,
1: that there is no amount of human effort and pride that can force, um, anybody to, to, um, Oh, what is the word that I'm, I'm I'm trying to get out and it's not it's not coming and it's frustrating me to no end, so please forgive me and thank you for your understanding. Um, w- w- maybe we'll put it this way. Um, isn't it isn't it delightful? how when it comes to, to 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 children how even as their 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 wisdom or their understanding is so small and insignificant that they're still capable of having a relationship and that how somehow even even as their wisdom or their understanding grows that um that their capacity for relationship um is is still I don't know how how else to say this but it's still uh um, oh gosh lord help me okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's still open, but that it's not as though as their wisdom or knowledge increases that somehow their capacity for having relationship increases. In other words, their ability to have relationship is not predicated on becoming smarter. So that there are certain things that you can accomplish by increasing your knowledge and increasing your, your earthly wisdom to accomplish a lot of things. Relationship cannot be accomplished through 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 expansive intellect. It's not something that you can achieve, but it's something you, you, you can achieve um when, basically with a humble heart. Mm-hmm. And at this point, God is, Jesus is giving thanks to God because he recognizes that, and he's he's, he's glorifying him, that even in spite of of cities that are too proud and too self-absorbed and too too content, too complacent, too uh, um, pretentious, to to respond to what it is that God has done, that somehow some way, God has actually revealed this stuff to, to children, to the littles of the world, um, who are not so proud as to recognize and to be able to see what it is that God has done for him. And through that, God has somehow, Brought rest to the Littles because their hearts are willing to be humble.
2: Uh,
1: And this is so, this challenges me (laughs) Um, on such a personal level. And we're going to be closing here in just a minute or so. So thank you for all of your patience. Is that... rest is the sort of thing that i need and oftentimes i'll persuade myself that 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 the significance of of my satisfaction with life rests on my own accomplishments and that 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 Christ doesn't just offer uh, rest, but indeed he desires rest for each of us. And that, um, that, that the rest it is that we need is only going to be accomplished or be accessible when God gives us a humble heart. So let's um with that in mind uh let's let's return to where it is that we started in verses 28, 29, and 30. And says this: Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. And lowly in heart. Interestingly, the gentle and lowly in heart, these are the same things, the same attributes that are described in the Beatitudes, where Jesus says, Blessed is the meek, blessed is the gentle, blessed is the lowly in heart, the the the, the poor in spirit, the people who have realized just how small they really are in comparison to God and have found their satisfaction in belongingness to God and their 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 need for him and that that's the the, the way not only to 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 rest but indeed a uh, a life satisfaction and yes uh take my yoke upon you and learn from me uh, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, now, when Jesus is talking about rest for your souls, I, I really, sometimes I think when that's translated or interpreted, we take that just to mean like a spiritual rest. Where it's, where it, it, it doesn't bear any kind of essential relation to like your physical or mental body. Where it's just, it's it it's almost like a way of speaking like of heavenly bliss, kind of thing. You know, rest for your souls. Uh, the way we remark on graves. I don't know if anyone remarks on the graves anymore. Rest in peace, R.I.P. Do people still do that? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how
2: many
0: I haven't either. Right, right, right.
1: But 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 we think about rest in those terms where it's just it's um, it's it's almost like uh, um, you know deferred until sort of the day that we die. When Jesus says rest for your souls, um, I believe what it is that he means is. Rest for um, uh, uh, of mm-hmm. rest for the deepest level of the heart. Indeed, it's 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 the, 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 the it's it's the sort of rest I dare say that isn't just sustain a life but can actually rescue a life because it has the power to be able to touch you at your deepest need and bless God Almighty that He calls us to repentance from humbling our proud hearts so that this this level of rest can actually be a reality in our lives and that when 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 God calls us this way um it's it's not to as it would be to to lay a yoke upon your shoulders that you can, simply cannot bear That somehow God is a demanding God and says, um, serve me or die. That's not the yoke that Jesus lays upon us. He says, take it up and you'll find, not only is my yoke, is it kind? Is it light? um, But it's going to give you rest for your souls that you so desperately need. And not only... Is it possible to have that rest? But based upon what Jesus is saying, no one knows the Father uh, except the Son. No one knows the Son except for the the Father. He's saying, this type of rest only comes through me. Uh, And it's my prayer for all of us that, that God would do whatever it takes to give us a humble heart that is willing to, to yield to Jesus and to be able to experience this, this, this type of deep rest that, that each of us so desperately need. Ah, because a, a, a proud heart will, will, will never find that kind of rest. But a humble heart uh, who's willing to to uh, to be open to, to Jesus uh, is one that's going to bring a very, very, very deep rest <laughs> that we all need. Uh, I don't think that there was actually anything else. But, uh, well, it would be a waste if I wore this shirt and didn't... Uh, um, allude to this, but that, um, when, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Thank you. No. Uh, the, one of my favorite songs, uh, probably of all time by Bob Dylan, uh, is uh, you're going to serve somebody. Uh, it may be the devil. It may be the Lord, but you're going to serve somebody. And that, we're oftentimes mistaken when we think that we have a choice of whether or not we're going to serve. But it's always, our choice is always who is it that we're going to serve. Uh, and Jesus knows that. He, he even knew it before Bob Dylan. Can you imagine that? We're gonna, you're all going to serve somebody. And he beckons to say, yeah, come. You can serve me. And you will find out that my service is perfect freedom. Because a perfect freedom is the only one that can give you rest for your soul. And but he the uh and and thank god, um, this invitation, even when he's at the stage of his ministry where he is just frustrated and um almost despondent for for cities that will not respond, um, he he still leaves the invitation open to all and saying, uh, uh-oh my it's 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 not it's not too late. Yeah. But uh, the decision is still up to you. God's kingdom can come. Jesus can still teach. He can still perform miracles in your life. God will not force that. He will not force repentance. Uh, uh, but if, if, if a humble heart is what it takes to be able to get to that kind of rest, that rest that I so desperately need, um, then I think it's, it's worth it. So uh, how about we, uh, we close in prayer and dismiss? Sound good? So, uh, Lord, I thank you so much for, for your love. Uh, it's such a powerful love um it's a love that has the power to rescue uh indeed um uh, one that has a power to rescue to save um uh, to save us from ourselves lord um uh, that god you you do have the power to change a heart to rescue a heart that is swollen with pride that resists you uh and that you you, in your kindness, would do whatever it takes to humble us, so that we can uh, actually draw near to you. That we can repent. That we can turn from our wicked ways. That we can uh, uh, that we can uh, align our hearts uh, and our purposes with yours. Uh, holy spirit my my heart is it's it's corrupt um left to its own devices um is only going towards destruction but uh holy spirit uh change my heart god uh, humble my heart uh lord Father, do 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 whatever it takes, Lord, uh, Lord to to. Uh, Lord to, uh, to humble me, Lord, so that I can see what it is that You've done. I can see You for who You are. That I can not be like. Capernaum or Bethsaida or Chorazin, uh who were just so um, Lord uh, so taken in by by worldly wisdom and intelligence and power and achievements and money and uh, and fame and and um, Lord that that they, that they couldn't see you. Lord, humble our hearts so that we can see you, uh, so that we can walk with you, or so that we can draw near to you, and that we can indeed find rest for our souls. Because, Lord, you know how much we need it. Indeed, we cannot live without it. Uh, let us take upon your yoke. Let us learn from you. Let us be your disciples. Let us follow after you and and learn. We'll taste and see that you are good and learn that, that you're your yoke is easy and it is light. Uh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we bless you and we praise you and we uh, we give you thanks in all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: So, do I have to end the stream now? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yes. There we go. I'm not very good at that.